Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Monday, everyone. Today we're going to begin a new study, and it's a very, very important one. We're going to talk about living in the power of the Spirit, and that how we as Christians are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live the life that He wants us to live. Now, really, there's no other way to live the Christian life but in the power of the Spirit. Although a lot of people have tried, They've, in their own strength, tried to do the things that they feel God wants them to do. But we were never meant to do this in our own strength. There is a power that's given to us through the Holy Spirit that will enable us to do the things that we could never do in our own strength, but what we can do now through His strength. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says this, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God created us as power implements. We were meant to be filled with God's Spirit, directed by His Spirit, and empowered by His Spirit. This is the natural state that we were created for. But because of man's sin, we were separated from God separated from his spirit and his power. But that's not how God wants us to live. And if we try to live our life apart from his power, well, we are going to be completely frustrated. You know, it reminds me of a story that I may have told before here on the air, but it really illustrates this point that I'm trying to make. And it was the story of a woodsman who lived way back in the forest. But every so often, he would come out into the small town close by and buy supplies. And so one day he came out, and as he was walking down the street, he saw in the window of this store a chainsaw. Now, he had never seen one before. He'd just used a handsaw to this point. But he looked at it, and it said, guaranteed to cut nine cords of wood a day. And he just scratched his head, and he thought, man, nine cords of wood a day. If I could cut that much wood, boy, I would make a lot of money. Now, he saw that the chainsaw was expensive, but he calculated it in his head, and he thought, it's worth my while if it will cut nine cords of wood a day. So he went into the store, and he talked to the clerk. And he said, now, if I buy this chainsaw, can I bring it back if it doesn't cut nine cords of wood a day? And the clerk said, you sure can. It's guaranteed. So he bought it, and off he went back into the woods. Well, the next morning, he got up all excited, and he went out and started to cut wood. Cut through the morning, cut through the afternoon, At the end of the day, he counted up his wood, and it was a cord and a half. And he thought, this can't be right. I've worked hard, and it's only a cord and a half. And this is guaranteed to cut nine cords a day. But he was sort of a conscientious guy, and so he thought, I'll give this another try tomorrow. Well, he was up at the crack of dawn, and he started cutting wood. Well, he worked right through lunch and right into the afternoon, and worked right through supper and right up until dark. Well, he counts up his wood two and a half cords. Well, he is just really frustrated. And he said, well, I'm taking this chainsaw back. 
So he goes back into town the next day, takes the chainsaw in and says, I want my money back. And the clerk said, why? He said, well, I worked all day. He said, it was hard slugging. It's a heavy chainsaw. And I only cut two and a half cord. And it's guaranteed to cut nine cord. And the clerk said, well, let me see that. So he picked it up, turned the switch, pulled the cord, and the chainsaw goes, vroom, vroom. And the woodman says, hey, what's that noise? <laughs> well, I know that's a bit of a groaner, but it illustrates the point that I'm making here. If we try to live our Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit, it's like trying to use a chainsaw without it being turned on. The chainsaw was created to be used with power. Now, listen, let me say to you, how are you finding it living your life? Are you struggling? Are you sweating? Are things difficult? Are you doing your best and yet it seems that you're not being able to live up to what the scripture says? I mean, you read the promises in God's word and all the things that it tells us are available for Christians and yet you feel, I'm not getting this. And it's almost like the Bible's letting you down. It's promising and guaranteeing some things, but you're not experiencing it. Listen, is it possible that the reason you're not experiencing it is the same reason the woodsman was not getting the guarantee of the nine cords a day. He wasn't availing himself of the power that was meant to operate it. I said earlier, we are power implements. God has created us to be filled with his spirit, empowered by his spirit. And when we are, it is amazing what we can do, far more than what we could ever do in our own strength. We are a power creation. We were meant to run on God's power. Now, this is exactly why Jesus came. He came to earth because we were disconnected from God. We were disconnected from his power. The way the scripture refers to this is that we were spiritually dead. God is a spirit. And when we are disconnected from his spirit, we are spoken of as being spiritually dead. And Jesus came to remedy that situation. What had separated us from God's power? It was our sin. And Jesus came and bore all of our sins on the cross, bearing the penalty so that the impediment of our sin could be removed from us so his power could flow back into our lives. You see, Jesus' work on the cross was to remove the negative effect of sin in our life. But what we needed was to still be connected to his power. So after his resurrection from the grave, the Bible says that Jesus appeared 40 days off and on to his disciples and he told them the things concerning the kingdom of God. And then on the 40th day, he ascended into heaven. And while they were gazing up into heaven, an angel appeared to them and said, go to Jerusalem, go and wait for the promise of the Father that Jesus spoke about. And so they went to Jerusalem and they began to wait. Now, what were they waiting for? They were waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was going to empower them. We've already read the verse in Acts 1 and verse 8 where it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. During the 40 days after his resurrection, Jesus had explained to them things pertaining to the kingdom of God. I think he told them why he had to die on the cross and how their sins were to be forgiven. He had told them that they were to go forth and to preach the kingdom of God. 
and that repentance and forgiveness of sins would be preached in the name of Jesus. They knew the facts, so why weren't they sent? They were told to wait because they weren't empowered yet. They needed the infilling of the Holy Spirit to empower them to do the things that Jesus wanted them to do. And so we find that they waited for 10 days. And it says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This was the occasion where the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. This was the empowering that they needed. Well, they spilled out onto the streets and they got the attention of the whole city. And it says in verse 14 of Acts 2, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. He says, it's just nine o'clock in the morning. You think these people are drunk, but it's early. The taverns aren't open yet. But he said, this was what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Peter stands up and proclaims that what they are observing is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. It had transformed these disciples from frightened, fearful men who were hiding behind closed doors to now standing up boldly, drawing everybody's attention, saying, listen to me, let me tell you. And then Peter went on to preach and he said, this one that you have crucified is the Lord of glory and that he has died on the cross for your sins. Well, it says in verse 37, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call. When they said, what must we do? Peter said, you need to repent. You need to turn back to God. Be baptized in the name of Jesus, this one who died on the cross for your sins. By accepting Christ, your sins are going to be forgiven. And then you too can receive this power of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is to you and to your children and all who are afar off, even as many as the Lord your God shall call. Listen, this promise that Peter talked about has come right down to us now in the year that we live. Anyone that turns to God and repents and is baptized, the promise is you will receive this empowering of the Holy Spirit that will come into you and energize you to live the life that God wants you to. The early church disciples were transformed 
from hiding to proclaiming. They became dynamos for the kingdom of God. They spread the good news everywhere because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Listen, we need no less today. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Don't settle for anything less. You're not meant to live the Christian life in your own strength. Well, I see that our time is gone, but we're just beginning this topic. We'll talk more of this tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.